I take you as a person and I consider five domains and that's your physical body, okay. your mental domain, emotional, spiritual, and practical. What do you want at end of life? How do you want your body to be taken care of? And we take each of those, we break it. Trust Home Loans and the Serving Senior Podcast. And we're lucky today. We have Miss Terry Law. She's going to share with you how she has been in the senior world serving seniors for over 20 years. And she's going to enlighten, enlighten us on something that you may or may not have ever heard of. Her title is End of Life Doula. So look forward to sharing um, how that works and what she does. And as you know, this podcast is designed for professionals to find people that can help their clients that are in that eight senior citizen age, but also to help seniors on their own find those professionals that can help them in certain areas in their life to make sure they don't just survive, but thrive in retirement. So without further ado, I'm going to give Miss Terry Law the floor. Terry, thank you for coming. How are you doing today? Thanks, Matt having an awesome day today. Uh, weather's beautiful. Uh, the heat's let down just a little bit on us, so we just absolutely can't complain. A great day to be out looking for seniors that we can help and offering research, guidance, and direction. Yeah, well, that's awesome. Well, I'm sure we've wet their whistle on what an end-of-life doula is, but maybe before we do that, if you could maybe give us some background where you are, maybe a little bit of your journey to get to this point with your you know, over 20 years of helping seniors would be great. Thanks, Matt. I'd love to. I am a licensed practical nurse and have uh, held that license uh, since uh, right before 2000, so been there a long time working in healthcare. Because of that, uh, I like to learn things and move on. So I've pretty well worked in every area of healthcare except hospice. Oh, wow. And I had always said I would end in hospice. However, 2020 came, COVID came. I lost both parents in 2020, not related to COVID. And so I took a little time to decide what do I really want to do? Mm -hmm. And through that process, I came up with a course through Conscious Dying Institute that allowed you to get a certification for sacred passage doulas for coaching and doulas to help people through end of life. Sometimes it starts with a simple diagnosis that people are afraid of. Sometimes it's because I've lost a loved one. And I don't want to go through the same things they did. So mm -hmm. our course is a six-month course, a lot of training, a lot of reading, a lot of writing, a lot of heartfelt, um, honestly, healing of yourself wow. to be able to do this work. So I graduated um, in 2021, actually January 2022, and began my journey. I am still an online teaching assistant through Conscious okay. Dying Institute. So we have courses that go on 
Conscious Dying Institute has recently changed to Conscious Dying Collective. So if anybody has a passion at end of life, I would recommend that they go to the website and see if that journey is something they would love to do. Wow, that's awesome. That's My awesome. wife, Matt, uh, goes way back to when I was 16 years old and my great-grandmother was laying in bed passing in front of the entire family mm. and she was in her front room in her bed and she looked at her daughters and said just let me go I'm ready mm. and I found myself being three generations back I was kind of against the back wall you know listening wow. in and at the time all of the daughters were saying mama we just got to call the ambulance you can get better we're going to go to the hospital it's going to be okay and I'm looking at a frail 90 plus year old woman with her hands folded over her chest just saying let me go wow and so I kind of spent those few minutes talking to somebody way bigger than I am saying she does not want to go to the hospital hmm take her she's ready and I listened to the ambulance coming in she lived in an old farmhouse that had the old lane that you go down and the ambulance pulled up and all of the sirens and everything went off and they opened up the back to bring the gurney out and she took her last breath hmm. and I watched a lady die where she wanted to be her terms her way. Her family was there. They all loved her. She was not alone. She, in her mind, had no unmet needs to stay. And she took her last breath. Hmm. Wow. That's a great story. Thanks for, you know, being so vulnerable and sharing that. I mean, that's, you know, that's that amazing. Was, How old that were you at that point? 16. Okay. 16 wow. years old. So she has stayed in my heart. Um, Ever since then, it was, you know, that goes way back. I'm going to tell how old I am. It was 1994, <laughs> no, 1974 when that happened. And so it's been a long lasting thing that I hold dear in my heart that I feel like not everybody's end of life is going to be exactly what they mm -hmm. want, but we need to help them process and be as close as they want to be. Wow. That's awesome. That's a, that's an interesting story. I guess maybe share with me what, what had happened in your life up to that point where you were as a 16 year old, that could be tragic for some 16 year olds, but for you, it sounds like it was, you know, it was like a spiritual moment. Uh, maybe but share with me what caused you to see it differently than most people. Our family was always, you went to great grandma's house. Mm. Every holiday, every Thanksgiving, every Christmas, every Easter, we hunted Easter eggs at her house. July the 4th, you had sparklers. That was way before all the great big fireworks and Got everything. It. And you just had a close-knit family. And I watched that family, and I watched them take care of people that could have injury and heal from it. And I saw them let people leave this life knowing that that was the best thing to happen. And so to me, she was ready. She was saying she was, and it was peaceful. There was peace in that front room of that small little house, even though there was a little chaos on whether or not she needed to go to the emergency room. 
peace was there. And so I guess that was the beginning of things that I should have listened to maybe a little bit closer. Maybe I should have gone into hospice as soon as I could. Um, but I think my journey helped me complete who I am. Uh, not only did I go on uh, from 16 to get my LPN, I've worked okay. for attorneys. I've worked in finance. So I've just got a really good broad footing to say, let's talk about where you are today. Mm. Wow. And it's That's interesting. Awesome. I have some of the greatest clients on earth. Some are uh, working through very traumatic issues right now that they're facing a diagnosis that they know is going to take their life, but they want to be prepared. So what we do as a sacred passage doula, Matt, is I take you as a person and I consider five domains and that's your physical body. Okay. your mental domain, emotional, spiritual, and practical. What do you want at end of life? How do you want your body to be taken care of? And we take each of those, we break you apart. We ask questions specifically related to that. And then we pull in things that may be holding you back, things that you're concerned about, things we need to work on. We look at what your reality is and what your vision is. Mm -hmm. And then we prepare action steps to get there. Preparation is part of the fun. Talking to clients and them thinking about things they've never done. We ask every client to bring us in a picture and, and usually we just pick an age. But the last client we worked with, we asked for a sixth grade picture. So you mm -hmm. can imagine. And when we got to the house to visit with them, because Ashley and I had two clients that we were working with okay. at the same time, they looked at me and said, why did you pick sixth grade? And I said, we just wanted you going back and looking at life. She said, we did. For hours and hours, we looked at pictures. Wow, that's awesome. Yep. That we don't look at. We've got them all in the closet, right? Or mm -hmm. digitally maintain for us but how often do we spend them going back looking at life that we've lived mm, wow that's awesome that was a great exercise i think we should all probably do that not just when we're at the end I of life you the greatest client for me honestly is somebody thinking about getting married mm. let's talk about life yep before you become one and bring in two separate people that may have different baggage. And let's talk about it and see if there's things that are corrected. Um, I mentioned Ashley Bright. Okay. She is my partner. Got it. And we own a company called Life Journey Advisors. Got it. And the class that we were doing with our uh, clients is called Complete Your Circle. There's death. There's death. We all understand that, but let's go back. We have birth. We have nine months to prepare for birth. We talk about a doula. We talk about the doctor we want, where we want to give birth, what we're going to bring the baby home in, what the room's going to look like when we bring that baby home. The same preparation should be done on the backside. Death does not need to be a medical event. Mm. It needs to be a community event. 
Yeah. Where do I want to be? Do I want my blanket that my daughter made me because that brings me the most comfort in my life right now? Do I want my dog to be up on the bed with me because he comforts me? Do I want my friends there? Do I not want my mm. friends there? Do I just want my family there? That's what we work on through the entire process is what are Matt Helton's wishes. We get them formatted. We have a sheet that we utilize. And then when things come up that that needs to be revisited, we revisit it annually. Wow. And then when it's really needed, we go to Matt's family and goes, here's what Matt wanted. Let's work through this together. Wow. That's awesome. It sounds like, you know, I was thinking through what your superpowers are. And it sounds like one of them is staying calm, you know, in difficult situations, I guess maybe any other superpowers you have and then how those, how those powers allow you to help maybe give us a story or two of specific clients that you've helped over the years. Matt, being calm is something that we all have to work on every day. Mm. What I find is though, when I walk into a client's home, it's their world and their environment. And I have to leave all of my biases or negativity at the door. I'm there for them only. And sometimes that's the only piece they have when we first walk in. Families upset. Families, much like mine, you know, mom, you need to go to the hospital. You need to go right now. We're going to fix this. And when we've already talked to mom and she says, nope, don't want to go to the hospital. I want to stay at home. Wow. The best way for us to turn the energy in that room is to come through calmly, lovingly, but able to remind the family that this event is your mom's. Mm. It's not yours. Wow. It's her journey. It mm -hmm. is not yours. And it it brings a lot. We like to talk to families when we're going through our classes if we know there's going to be struggles. Because let's go ahead and talk about it now. You know, if there's five or six in the family and one wants everything done and one wants to let mom go and the other three don't know, nothing is any worse. I remember years ago being in the hospital, having a patient code was called one in the room saying let my daddy go and one running down the hallway don't let my daddy die don't mm -hmm. let my daddy die and you've wow. got healthcare people doing what their chart tells them to do and you've got two siblings squabbling at each other at a time that they should be able to walk that journey together Mm. Now that's, you know, that's another one of the many whys that I have. Having been a nurse for over 20 years, you see a lot. You see families that do this right and do it so well. Some families never lost this. They come together at a time of death. They hold each other. They comfort each other. Some of our cultures do a great job at supporting each other. I wish we could all pick up aspects of what they do. Mm. One culture I'm thinking of in mind, the first week after a death, the person that lost a loved one does nothing. 
It is done for them so that all they have to do is to love that person that they've lost. Wow. And think how easier, not easy, easier to have that time to spend just processing the significant loss that we've had and starting that journey because grief comes and it stays, Matt. Mm. It's how we deal with grief. Yep. Wow. It's really important. That's awesome. I, I get, you know, just the way you talk and the way you carry yourself, I could, you know, I would, I would characterize death for most people and most families would be chaotic. You know, there's chaos, there's what's going to happen. Is she going to get better, not get better? He going to get better, not get better. I just see you as that calming force that can come into a family and just the way you speak and your background and the way you carry yourself. I could see that just making that chaotic situation go so much better and, and transition from chaos to a celebration is what it sounds like. You try to get people, Hey, mama had a great life. Daddy had a great life. How do we celebrate what's about to happen, which is an amazing job to be part of people's life in that. So absolutely. You. you know, Matt, I have people that as we start talking with them are starting early in this plan. And what we find is a lot of people that contact us have not made any plans whatsoever. We've lived life the way we wanted to, but now we've got this diagnosis and we know we're going to have to have caregivers, but we want to stay home. And when we start talking about the cost associated with that care, faces drop, eyes drop. You know, we can't afford that. And as a doula, we try to dig just a little bit deeper. And when I walk into a home, one of the things I consider is, do you own your home? Do we have some equity here? If we don't have what, what we usually call liquid cash assets, do we have some underlying assets we're not even thinking about? And sometimes that's the home that that 90-year-old is living in. Mm. You know, the family may not even think about it, they're not really thinking about moving to the home. They all have their homes somewhere else, but they don't think about that being an asset. And that's the reason why we partner with people like Matt Helton, because you guys bring in a solution to lacking funds to provide the care that our clients want at end of life. Well, thank you for saying that. Yeah, our, our goal is is to make sure that there's no one that owns a house doesn't miss out on the care that they deserve. I mean, they've worked a lot of people worked their whole life to build equity, to pay the house off, to get get it all paid off to die unfortunately by themselves or with subpar care. And yes. you know, when they really I like to say they could afford it, they just don't know that it's buried in their backyard. You know, the amount the money they need is buried in the house. So we just show them how to do that from some unique solutions um, just to make sure they can either have the in-home care or the end of life care that they need and deserve. So thank you for for pointing that out. So well, well you're yes, ma'am. And I don't want to I don't want to hold you all day. You've you've shared some amazing amazing ideas and shared with how, how you work and how you make people's um, end of life a celebration. Um, anything else that we need to know? And most importantly, how could they get in touch with you? And I'm sure as they can tell from your accent, you're from New York. Is that, is that right? Absolutely. You can tell, right? Okay. Yes. Absolutely. And I'm not as deep south as I might sound. Okay. I 
We live north of Nashville, Tennessee. Okay. And that has been home to me pretty well all my life. Fantastic. Ashley and I are working in Middle Tennessee. Okay. On a live status, but we can virtually work with clients anywhere if that need arises. Yeah, okay. The great thing is we have doulas that we can actually refer to if you're looking for somebody to have one-on-one -on -one care in the okay. state that you reside. So that's always available. The best way to touch us is to actually go to our Facebook page right now. Everything else is still under being built. Nothing works as quick as you want it to be. But if you go, if you're a Facebook user, go to Life Journey Advisors. There's a QR code that's pinned at the top. Okay. And you can click on that. It puts you inside our system. And you can actually ask for a free 30-minute consult with us to just say, here's where I am. This is what's going on. We need some help. Um, and that's the very best way to get in touch with us because we try to keep our cost uh, down as much mm -hmm. as we possibly can. So we work from our home environments, or as I say, my car is usually my office. That's awesome. And that I hope awesome. that they contact us with any questions or concerns, whether it's, I think I want to be a doula, or I think I need your help because mm. we to answer those questions. Oh, that's awesome. So whether you're a professional that has a client that's in that age group where they have these questions, she also works with people that are getting married to kind of plan out the future, including the beginning of life and end of life. And then also too, if you are someone in that age group where you have these questions, please reach out to her. She is very, very generous with her time, as you can see. And thanks for spending it with us here today. They answer questions. They're very thorough and super thoughtful and just blessings to this industry. And so I would urge you to reach out, connect and ask questions because she'll definitely make your life better and basically take that stormy environment a lot of people are in and uh, really make it calm just like she has today. So thanks again, Terry. We appreciate you having us on here and, and working with us on this Serving Seniors podcast. Thank you, Matt. Look forward to seeing you soon. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Have a great day. Appreciate it. Hey, this is Matt Helton with One Trust Home Loans, home of Retirement Mortgage Solutions. And we really do appreciate you checking out the Serving Seniors podcast today. Now, please go to the description down in the body uh, of the podcast where you can subscribe to get future shows. Please click that notification button so you get notified when other shows drop. And also, if you can go to servingseniorspodcast.com. And we'd love to hear a comment about our show. We have a heart to serve seniors and we have a heart to make sure seniors don't just survive retirement, don't just get by in retirement. We want to show seniors how to thrive in retirement. So if you know of anyone that's 55 and older that could use some extra cash flow, maybe the retirement's not going the way that they like. Our retirement mortgage solutions are designed for folks, depending on the state, they're either 55 or 62 and older, to make sure that they have that kind of retirement that they want, as long as they own a home and they're in a good equity position. There could be some solutions that they may not have thought about, or maybe they've thought of and they just didn't know how they work. That's what we do. So anyone in that age group that could use some mortgage advice, my team and I would love to be able to help them. Thanks again and look forward to seeing you on the next show. Have a great day.